the atmosphere of all the Irish fans and it was just incredible to see those green jerseys walking around like really and truly Irish fans Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app OTB AM The Sports Breakfast Show from Off The Ball Good morning to you. Welcome along to Wednesday morning's OTB AM, the sports breakfast show on Off The Ball. That music means only one thing. It's World Cup Day. It's the Republic of Ireland versus Canada. It's do or die. And we're all in our jerseys. Adrian Barry has made his return. Good morning, Adrian. Especially for the occasion. Good morning, Shane. Only for the day that's in it. And good morning, Cullum. How are things? Hi, Shane. How, How are, are you? you? How are you well? things? We're, uh, we're I missed de- you. Missed you yesterday afternoon. I did miss you yeah. as well, yeah. yeah. Uh, it actually looks well. I was here, by the way. I was just... Just went home early to do a couple of interviews. You don't need to explain yourself, Shane. It's fine. It's like, Sorry, Jesus, it feels like a sort of a slightly yeah. weird conversation that you should be having off air. I, I love the I love the fact that the white is in the middle here. It, yeah, it worked out well, didn't it? It's the pick of the three. I'm not going to lie. It's the pick of the three. Nice jersey. Explain the background, maybe behind the the jerseys. Well, uh, it's David Myers' jersey that he wore when he captained Ireland against Wales in Cardiff mm-hmm. on the 9th of October 2017. Which was, if everyone remembers, the night that James McLean rocketed in with his right foot, bottom right corner, oh, and yeah. it uh, got hard in the playoff mm. against Denmark for the 2018 World Cup, which was a disaster. But that night was the zenith of the previous era. Mm-hmm. So this jersey, uh, obviously here in studio there in the back behind the camera, and Miter was in here himself uh, a couple of years ago, left it here. So I texted him this morning, do you mind if I wear this? Was it not that John was in and because I was in contact with well, him around then and oh, I said, here, yeah, listen, have you any, I'll think that you might send us in expecting in. to know, as he was leaving, expecting to never hear from him again. These and about three days later, a package arrives in with boots and the jersey and oh. like he had been through, uh, been through the garage to pick out the best stuff. There's Was that not boots. how it happened? For people who are just listening, I also have the boots that David Miter wore. You were about to name them there, and then you found yourself sort of out of your depth. No, it? no, I just uh, only have one boot, so I didn't order to Yeah, they're steel. Yes. They're a hybrid of steel and uh, rugby boot, aren't they? They are a bit of like a rugby boot. Like they're, yeah, they're like a rugby boot. Mm. Um, and and of course, like well, the background to the jersey being that yourself and as you've you've said occasionally on the show, yourself and David Miter were, were best friends uh, growing up. <laughs> yeah, we we grew up together and uh, in the same estate. We say park in Cork. Do you say park in Monaghan? As, as, as a housing estate, we we call it the park. A, a housing park. Yeah, we say like what park? Housing estate in Monaghan. What park? He's <laughs> 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 like what park? Most estates. No, we call it. We call it Cork, housing estate. I think yeah. it's Cork thing. Yeah. So anyway, we grew up <laughs> we in the same. Call uh, it housing estate. <laughs> we call it housing estate. Housing estate. We yeah. grew up in uh, mm. same estate. So we play football together. Yeah. Similar, similar age. Yeah, a few months. Oh, should the oh that's it. Yeah. Best buds. Yeah. Right. And, you feel uh, is, is he, what sort of size is he compared to you? <laughs> uh, would you be similar? Because uh, I would have had him as a much bigger he's, gentleman. He'd be taller. Yeah, but he's probably slightly bigger. But feel, he, was, he, he fills he, the jersey out well, doesn't he? Like he's, you see, there's the, there's the advantage. Well, it's a long time since. Like. So I've obviously gone for, and apologies, Kev, I haven't texted Kevin Gaban, unlike yourself. I haven't uh, asked for permission to wear this. But yeah, as you'll see, Kevin Gabbard... Text him to ask him. Yeah, I told you that a second ago. Go on, sorry. Era versus France, 14th of November 09. I think that's the difference in eight years, even in international jerseys. The sizes were... This is this is more of a... That's a bad one. Even the players looked kind of baggy wearing it. Mm. Yeah, I, I just... Well, Caban always liked that sort of Lee Sharp, sort of loose yeah, yeah, situation. Yeah, loose anyway, fit. yeah, yeah. worth on Kev. I, uh, I, I hate that colour green. I wasn't mad about that jersey. But it's, uh, it's good to wear. It's poignant to wear it because Kev's on the show today. It's not a nice jersey. Yes. 
Uh, it's not a nice jersey, no? No, I don't think so. No, no. The collar is weird. It's Over just time, the passage of time has made me like it a little together. bit more. And uh, Shane asked us beforehand, who does this jersey remind you of? Or was it, sorry, was it yourself? Mm. And I said, uh, Stephen Ireland in his six caps. I think that, that was the jersey he wore. Let us know in the comments, the YouTube comments, like aside from the number three, obviously, which is a... Clinton, probably, aside. actually. Uh, who does the jersey remind you of? Is Clinton Morrison? Yeah. It's Andy O'Brien, but Andy O'Brien is maybe a, a, oh, that previous, was a, weird one. a previous one. It was a weird one. Uh, and I'm going for the John Giles look, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. A John Giles OG. Yeah, yeah. You know, knows the stuff. Those jerseys. Yeah. Um, nice jersey, yeah. Exciting stuff, lads, because if we draw against Canada, it's not the end of the world, potentially, but a defeat is a disaster. We need to play for a win. This today, is the last we? time we can hype. Oh, yeah, know, we need do, to win. Do, do we need to play for a win? That is actually that is the question of the day. Well, look, we'll be with Kathleen in a few minutes from Perth, and Kathleen was talking about in the World Cup show with Shane O'Carroll and Willow Callaghan yesterday about the the likelihood and their predictions. And I think Kathleen, not to speak on her behalf too much, is hoping for a two-one, but mm. is a bit more. Uh, Where are we going to get two goals from? Not set to pieces. Be, not well, set, set pieces. Look, like. It we took, always it say took, that it took 70 minutes for us to get our first corner against Australia and I think we ended up with a half a dozen and two of those corners nearly went directly in so McCabe and Connolly's delivery fantastic so two, two of those six could have easily gone in you have to remember goals. the quality of opposition you're playing against as well but, yeah, I, but I, they're I, the same I, they're defensively I do think well. that an expectation the your desire for us to go and sort of score a few goals and to go gung-ho to win the game versus Vera Powell's, um you know approach they're going to be different things like we've been watching the team for long enough now to know that she's never going to go throw caution to the wind here in uh, she no. didn't she didn't throw caution to the wind uh, in the opening game against Australia when a lot of people were saying should we get Amber Barrett on like mm. possibly even that she's looking at the goal difference going actually 1-0 is not the end of the world here if we hold on to this 2-0 could see us out 1-0 in the end yeah. actually might see us through so I wouldn't be expecting her to go gung-ho for this like and I don't think I think a draw is not a bad result a draw is a very good result uh, draw a, a, a very good result today and then Australia win by two goals against our, against Nigeria tomorrow if, like, preferably let's, let, let's, let's get Australia to go and blitz the group and run walk through as group uh, winners and then uh, do us a favour against Canada in the last game. Mm. And then if we can manage a draw today, and then we end up in a position where we have to beat Nigeria in the last round of games uh, to go through. And I think that's an ideal scenario. I take that. I take that. If you're offering me that now in five hours' time, mm. I'd take it. I'm more nervous for this game than I was for the opening game. The opening game felt like an event. It was an event. Yeah, definitely. This more. This feels like a tournament, like a, a football match that has. Actual jeopardy. I think I think you're right. Even though it's only geez, six days ago, it's kind of a memory already. Like yeah. you were Shane, you were covering the All Ireland hurling final build up mm. for us, and you were uh, in the Quaid household, weren't you? <laughs> it was on the and deli, watched yeah. it there. Like that's an amazing memory, yeah. like in Limerick to watch the game there, <laughs> and random, then very random. and then present the show the next day, like you know, talking about it. So, mm. um, no, like last Thursday really felt like something, and like Kathleen gave this amazing rousing speech. Mm. Just outside Stadium Australia, like, and it was, f- it was just incredible. But it was that good, wow, um, wow, wow. <laughs> and it was, it was really like, uh, like it was one of those days where it's like genuinely a privilege, you know, to actually be on air and talk about it. Mm. Whereas, you're, you're, I think I agree with you completely. Today feels way more like a football match, you no? Know, like it's just like yeah. this is a, this is jeopardy here, like you know. I, 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 I also think that's partly because we've shown now that we can live with that. You know, like mm-hmm. we weren't blitzed out of it. We were possibly unfortunate in some regards not to get a draw out of it. Yeah. I don't think there's too many people saying we should have won the game, but like we are happy in this company. Mm-hmm. Like there's a breath now. 
we're okay. And it's we're a it's a twenty and a half thousand seater stadium as opposed to eighty. Like yeah. it's going to be majority Irish fans as opposed to Canadian. Like there are a couple of things away from the football playing into our hands. Totally. Obviously, the, the the injury concerns to to Louise Quinn and Heather Payne. Yeah, we'll Payne's see. a big one, isn't it? Because um, who's going to play on the right side if Payne doesn't? And that that could mean a cabinet reshuffle, like you know, and yeah. and also like is the big question is Abby Larkin going to start and Marissa Shiva not? Mm. Um, but also on the other side, like going back to this pure football aspect of it, like Canada are going to have Jesse Fleming back, yeah, the creator. Um, Chelsea wonder and that could be a big problem but like Canada are 7th in the world reigning Olympic champions their defence like are star studded in terms of the clubs that they represent mm. versus their Irish contingent but it's all is not well in Canada like the federation's approach to the team yeah. is woeful Kev again goes into detail about it later on and there is a chance here like yeah. you know there is really a chance a bit like last week when Sam Kerr was ruled out through the calf injury mm. there was a chance there and we nearly got a point and it's not like Canada are complete world beaters here. And that's, I suppose, why the real nerves are there and the trepidation is that there's no reason why Ireland couldn't get a result here. The thing with Canada is you could argue that they're a higher octane version of this Irish setup. Mm. So defensively minded, very, very solid, hard to break down. Don't score an awful lot of goals themselves, which yeah. is that show for the last number of games. So are they just the better version of Ireland? That's the question. I'm almost concerned because Canada were unimpressive in the first game. Like, surely They'd a team of that calibre can't, yeah, can't do it twice in a row. Maybe it does happen. Maybe well, Canada are just off at the moment. But they, you know, I think we were talking about yesterday. It's like the the French men's team in twenty ten World Cup, where they had a lot of talent, but all was not well. There was disharmony in the group. World Cups, where where you make a bad start, like it is, it's not unknown that teams grow into it. But at the same time, like it's not like even like something like a Six Nations or like a tournament yeah. a bit of time between. Yeah. Like they're pretty bloody quick succession. And if there's any doubts, start creeping into the camp about where you're going. Now, in fairness, Argentina lost to Saudi Arabia in the men's World yeah. Cup last November in the first game, and then um, yeah, yeah. happened. But I don't think Canada are in that league of no. that Argentina side, you know. So mm. I like that's why I think there's a lot of fear of it. What, like, what do you think is going to happen today, result wise? I'm I, almost. I dare to even think about it. I'm going with my heart today. I, whereas I was going with the head very much in advance of the Australian game. I was very negative before the Australian game. Mm. Today, I think, I think we can nick a one 0 win. Something like Gianni Infantino there. I thought you were going to. I think that's. I think that's. <laughs> I think that's an emotional call. Poss- well, possibly you is. Know, like, like on paper, you'd have to say that the likelihood is that you know we're not going to get anything out of this game. But, like I said, I think that that has slightly gone out the window a little bit just in the evidence of the first game. Mm. I think we can, I think, like, I think the players are increasingly acutely aware of our inability of scoring goals, right? Yeah. And you're not saying that for a second that, like, you know, they need reminding the fact that is it one goal in five of the last six games, whatever it is. <laughs> they need no reminder of that. Yeah, and it's not like they don't have a desire to score the goals. Mm. But I do think that, like, I think there's a possibility we can, we can nick something today. I'm going to go for one all. One all, yeah. You see, but and I take that. Well, you certainly. You t- I take your arm off for one all. One all in Canada's last thirteen meetings with European teams, they haven't scored more than once. That's all I'm saying. That's like uh, what the stand <laughs> used to say: we don't to... play well in May or whatever it was. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I look at. I don't know. It's not. It's not. Well, as Sally Marsh had hadn't scored in March. <laughs> There's no. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That was the set. Um, there's no real reference point here. Like the only meeting of these two sides is in the 2014 Cyprus Cup, right? So, oh yeah. So we, if you remember it, so yep. it's uh, it's very hard to judge. Like, but like, there's I don't think there's too much to fear from Canada. Yeah. Now you have Christine Sinclair who's trying to break the record of uh, scoring in 
the most number of World Cups in a row, six. Six World Cups, like. I know. The Brazilian Marta as well is also trying to get that in this tournament. Did I say yes, the 324 caps she's got for Canada. 190 goals. 190 goals. She missed the penalty against Nigeria, but uh, as Kathleen's saying, the, no guarantee that she starts even, especially yeah. with Fleming back, you know, because they could get each other's way. They and didn't also, score. because, like, Sinclair's 40 years old. Yeah. Uh, aside from the fact that Fleming's come back in, they didn't score against Nigeria. And we have yeah. a tight defence. What do we feel on that note about Vera Powell yesterday saying that, like, uh, oh, listen, they're, you know, they're good players, but they're not the quickest defence. Like about Canada, about Ireland, oh, about Ireland, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, um, I, I, I think that was, say, I think that was justification. That's just reality, right? It wasn't a defense I, mechanism. I, I, true. I, you're absolutely right. But could you not? Could you? Is there another way to? I, I felt it was a bit clumsy. Do you, do you think she's well clumsy or too candid for public consumption? Both, probably. I mean, it's it's re it's reality. Everybody's yeah, yeah. acutely aware of it. Do you need to repeat it in front of the media? I'd say she says it in front of the players at training. So I probably not, not I, fastest defense. I like. wouldn't have an issue with that. Yeah, but saying it in front of the media felt a bit trap esque. Maybe you know, like everybody's aware that look, managers will paint their own reality yeah. to make themselves look as good as they possibly can, right? And they'll be delivering subtle messages all over the place in press conferences and whatever else. That's just the way it goes, post match interviews. Mm. But I just think something is could be mind games. Felt felt to me a bit clumsy. Could be mind games, Adrian. But it's true. Oh, it's definitely true. You know. It's definitely there's no there's no doubt that the the lack of pace at the back is 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 a, is a bit of a concern. A few of the comments coming in the YouTube, of course, starting off with the, the jerseys. Terry Kelly says, "Morning lads, love the shirts. Think Cullum's shirt is the one of the nicest ever." Oof. Steve McCarthy says, "Adrian wins the jersey war." Mm-hmm. Cahill Doherty, I like Adrian's jersey as it is the same age as Cullum. I don't think so. I would say it's slightly ah, ten years it's older. Giles, than me. It's Giles, Giles. territory. Yeah, Cahill, come on. <laughs> haven't put your glasses on this morning Cahill or Cahill Cahill Doherty let us know in the comments are you Cahill or Cahill well, one thing we can be sure of he'll be Cahill he'll be well we've not established this before that the name is actually Cahill you're Cahill Doherty I, I do know and unless you come from the Cahill Doherty and Monaghan who's, who's from Donegal and I think he'd agree with me that it's Cahill Doherty well unless you're from Ulster I would say you're you're Cahill okay that's the cut off point I would, I, that would Fair. be my I, do you know it's fine. on that speaking mm. of Donegal Enda Call, former yeah. colleague used to say Meath Meath yeah no I, I, that's mental I, I, that would be an Ulster thing no it? it's not no 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 it's no. in the same way that, that, that Mexicans like ourselves say uh, Tyrone yeah but that's that's outrageous do you say Tyrone or Tyrone it's, it's Tron. it's Tron, yeah like I, I know that Tyrone people go they don't they just do just they say C- C-H-R-O-N-E yeah Tron. yeah it's Tron if you're from there but Meath no I'd never say Meath it's a very very soft th like. Where is, it, where is he going with meat? I, I, I'm not sure everyone in Donegal does that. I'll ask Lachlan Harris. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, Carl Daly says 10 p.m. kickoff here in Sydney on a school night too. So so that'll be what 8 p.m. local time in Perth. Mm-hmm. Kickoff 1 p.m. Irish time for the kickoff for that game. Uh, John Buckley bringing us back down to earth. Ireland never looked like scoring against Australia. Um. No, I. I, th- I agree with it for large parts but right at the end yeah, McCabe has that chance yeah. you know when it go- she has to put it onto her shift it onto her right foot Louise Quinn's glancing header also when McCabe puts um, Kira Crusa through in the first half after 20 minutes if Crusa reads that ball better she's through oh. but look largely yeah, we didn't create enough chance. but also the quality of opposition so come on like it's not uh, like yeah. you're well I know but we didn't proactively do enough I, I, I don't think and I, I do think McCabe has wasted that deep personally there would have been a very if that if we hadn't clumsily given away a penalty we wouldn't be that worried about not been gung-ho in our approach I still think it's a bit disappointing yeah, Rubber Ducky makes a good point uh, he says everybody involved are adults the team don't need to be mollycoddled facts are facts if you're slow you're slow 
I think that's fair. Well, are, are also is Vera Powell so confident that she's like, I don't mind saying this to I her think opponents. In, I, I think in the middle of a World Cup, I, I, as I said, I'm not disputing the veracity of what she's saying. It's true. But I just think in the middle of a World Cup, there's a subtlety to your language. Are the players looking at that going, oh, that's great. Thanks, Vera. That's, that's I don't think the players care. I think the players are looking at that going, Jesus, would you do us a favour? Like, you know, like, I know she's also complimenting them by saying they're very good players. Uh, and as I said, the pace thing is obvious. Yeah. Uh, it's been there for long enough. We're all aware of it. But um, just think there's another way of saying it. Uh, plenty of comments coming in. Evan Morahan, good friend of mine from uh, from Monaghan, is watching in from, I think, Sydney. Evan Morahan well. from Monaghan. He's actually from Monaghan. His father's from Lewisburg and Mayo, so that's where the, the yeah. name comes in. Uh, shout out to you, Evan, and all the lads watching in Australia ahead of the game uh, tonight, I guess, where the lads are. Um, that's 10pm kickoff in Sydney. Yeah, I guess that's that's difficult for, for fans over there. Uh, Michael says, I'm enjoying the World Cup so far. Standard is good, so Ireland face a challenge. Wish them all the best today. Uh, everyone's wondering where, who's your daddy went and enjoyed his holliers. <laughs> A few of those comments to that effect. Of course, Jerry came back last week and bronzed God. Bronzed Adonis. Bronzed Adonis. Yeah. And I'm just an Adonis. Is that what you're well, saying? Yeah. <laughs> Freckled Adonis. You yeah. don't need it. Uh, no, no, I need to wear a factor 50. And also, I, where I was in France, I was, uh, I'd, our former colleague, now producer of the Pat Kenny Show, Sue Murphy, who popped her head around uh, the corner earlier on yeah. to uh, welcome me back and give me a dig in the ribs, um, was on to me saying, oh, could you come on and talk about the oppressive heat in Europe? And uh, it was overcast and 20, 25 degrees mostly, so. Mm, fair. I tell you where you won't get a cutter at the moment. I know where to go. Perth. Oh, the producer yeah. always does oh, the yeah, segue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the presenter won't do it, the producer yeah, will do it. Uh, Kathleen McNamee, live from Perth. Good morning, good afternoon. Afternoon, guys. Yeah, I thought my arm was about to fall off there listening to you chat about different things. But uh, yeah, it's absolutely lasting rain in Perth at the moment. I don't know if you can see it. I'm just Ooh. at the band festival. Uh, behind me, we have a game ongoing. Lots of Irish fans here, actually. I think I've only seen about three or four Canadian jerseys. A couple of Canadian fans have walked in and then just walked straight out again. <laughs> uh, so it's safe to say the Irish are definitely taking over Perth at the moment. Is the rain a good thing for us? I'm going to try and stretch it to that. Uh, probably suit us better. Could lead to like a game that's a little bit more all over the shop, which may not be a bad thing. Um, it's not a good thing for me because I have to sit in it for two hours. But yeah, I think it's supposed to stop by the time the game stops this evening. The pitch was covered over for most of yesterday, so I assume it's the same today um, to protect it from the rain. So I actually don't think it's going to make that mad of a difference. It's been absolutely lashing all morning here. Sorry, temperature-wise, did you say, is it is it cool? You said it was cool yesterday. Yeah, it's cold. It's like a kind of classic Irish summer day here at the moment, except it's the middle of the winter for Australia. <laughs> Uh, has Perth uh, livened up a touch or has it still I guess close to the kickoff you expect it to liven up a little bit a little bit like I'm at the fan festival now so obviously you're talking to people who are actually here because of the match so there's definitely a bit more of an atmosphere Um, I was in an Irish bar last night and there was a good atmosphere around the place but also a lot of people who didn't even know the World Cup was happening so of all the cities I've been to I feel like Perth maybe hasn't fully caught up with the World Cup vibe um, we were talking to some Perth Glory fans who were saying though, that the stadium here is actually a really, really good uh, football stadium. It's quite small. And because of that, it means that the crowds that they get are generally only eight or 9,000 for their A-League games over here. So a lot of the local fans actually bought tickets because they just want to see what the stadium is like full and what the atmosphere will be like with the Irish fans. Mm-hmm. So it uh, should be good crack later. I'm also making my Australian t- TV debut later on. Oh. I'm going to be on the World Cup coverage right here. So yeah. 
I might not come back, lads. I might stay with you. Can you hand in your notice on air? This is unprecedented. Well, this is, this yeah. is what's happening. Um, <laughs> Kathleen, I was listening to you on the World Cup show yesterday, uh, which Nato Carlin and Will O'Callaghan. You were hoping for a 2 1 win against Canada, but you're a bit more pessimistic now that you've slept on it. Anything changed? Uh, I mean, in my heart, I would love a 2 1 win, but I don't think it's going to be that. I think they'll probably be 2 1 to Canada. Um, I just don't know where the goals are going to come from. That's the thing. Like, if we. Well, we know we have a proven goal scorer on the bench, but we we had a proven goal scorer that we knew Vera was going to play. I think things will be a little bit different. Uh, but I think with the way the weather is at the moment and the conditions that there probably will be, it's going to be difficult either way to get that goal. And uh, that's I've actually upgraded my World Cup hopes of us getting out of the group to us actually scoring a goal at some stage. I was listening to you talk before. And I think it was someone wrote in to say Ireland didn't look like scoring a goal at any stage against Australia. I don't think that's fair or true. I think the last like 10, 15 minutes mm-hmm. between the McCabe chance and the Quinn chance, we did look like scoring a goal. But I will totally accept that for the rest of the game, we didn't look like scoring all that much. So, yeah, it's a difficult one. Is there a chance, Kathleen, that like some of the suggestions this morning, I'm looking at the sun here in front of me saying that Abby Larkin will start today. Is there a chance that Amber Barrett goes through the group stages here without seeing a minute's play? Yeah, I was actually just talking to a couple of the lads here that work for the PFA and they were saying something similar, that they actually don't reckon that uh, Amber is going to get any minutes, which doesn't make any sense at all. But like we had said this, from the minute the team was picked, we were like, we're stressing over this 23, even though we know realistically Vera is probably only going to play between 13 and 15 players throughout the entire tournament. I don't think she's the sort that's going to just like give players minutes either, just for the sake of it so it's disappointing because I think like especially in a game like today if it's 20 minutes from the end we haven't scored we need a goal why not put on Amber Barrett like we need a result tonight and we don't really want to be going into the final game depending on other teams to get a result to make sure that we go through so I'm all for putting her on uh, but I will see what Vera does I'm not that optimistic about her yeah I, I agree I think like like as you say Vera is not someone to give a cap to someone just for the sake of it but I think if there's 20 minutes left 15 minutes left and under a goal down the whole country will be screaming at the TV saying this isn't an Amber Barrett cap for the sake of it this is an Amber Barrett cap because we need a bloody yeah. goal like so I, I I don't know like Vera probably if we lose each of these games in the group by a goal or we draw one of the games and we end up not qualifying like Vera Power is going to be under serious heat for not bringing on Amber Barrett I would, I'd imagine I think so and I think like she has proven herself in the sense that you know after not playing for those six months after that big night in Scotland and Hamden Park and then coming on for those warm-up games and performing the way she did and showing once again that when she puts her mind to it she can score goals I mean she scored one of our only goals from open play in the last like year well actually two of our only open goals from open play in the last year or so so it's kind of frustrating as to why she's not getting that chance all that much. I mean, Vera's been very coy on it whenever she has been asked and said that it's tactical reasoning. And I mean, we all know that she likes her players to be runners and she likes them being able to... Um, sorry, I got distracted by the match that's going on in the background for me there. I thought it was a goal. Uh, we know that she likes those like athletic-style players, but Amber has proven that she works well in getting us a goal, so why not give her that shot? Um, Kathleen, the um, referee's decision after Varchek's now is being heard by the whole stadium, uh, which is something I haven't seen before. And it, it's, ve- it's a very good TV product for the viewer. But does it translate to actually being in the stadium? 
not massively from what I've, I've seen. Uh, generally, it's kind of a bit muffled and hard to make out. So you're kind of relying on the information that you're getting through online rather than what you're actually hearing in the stadium. But as you say, it's a good TV product. And I think there's some things that they still need to work out a little bit with it. But I think if they keep developing it, they'll be a really, really good addition. You'd wonder, like, there's comments of uh, modicums of positivity coming in. A lot of people on the Amber Barrett stuff as well. Ashing Enright says, crazy if Barrett doesn't get time on the pitch. Shane says, nil all draw. Just hope we don't have Louise Quinn playing the Shane Duffy role again while Amber Barrett remains on the bench. That's the thing it, as well. It won't be crazy that she doesn't get a minute if we end up winning the game 1-0. Yeah, right? look. Like, so let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. with the Amber. I, I was certainly one of the people looking at the game the last day going, bloody hell, give her a chance. But... Uh, Let's see what happens today. Yeah, well, it was interesting yesterday because Pierre Caruso was actually asked yesterday by one of the journalists, how would you feel if Louise Quinn took your position? Because obviously she was moved up the pitch for those final few minutes um, in Sydney. And Pierre kind of laughed it off a little bit, but then was like, in all seriousness, we know as a team that Louise is the sort of player who can get goals in these punch moments with her head in that way. So... It's kind of funny that even the team have low-key accepted that that's the only way we are going to get gold <laughs> when in reality you would think that, you know, there is a lot of other possibilities. I mean, it's like Vera going into the team at halftime and telling them that the game is going to be decided by either an Australian mistake or an Ireland mistake. Like, when a game is that much in the balance, why aren't you saying to the team, you know, this is a great opportunity to make, you know, a little bit of history for ourselves. It's all in the balance. Let's go for it. Don't be putting it in their heads, they're going to make a mistake. So I feel like everyone has been listening to Vera for a long time and maybe some of the messages are starting to kick in in a way that they shouldn't and that it's a, a negative way of looking at the games and a negative style of playing, I think, which is always a bigger thing. But we're at a World Cup. Like... <laughs> Let's try something at the end of the yeah, day. <laughs> I kind of tend to agree. Like the that that thing of waiting, you know, even if you're going to win, go and win this game, it's going to be an Australian mistake. That's quite reactive. Like, go and do it. Mm. Do you know, yeah. I don't like to hear things in a halftime team talk. This is going to be decided no. by either a mistake by us or a mistake by Australia, because that means we can't just go out and win the game. Yeah, like I've talked to so many players since then, and they've all said the exact same thing. They're like, the minute your coach says that, you have in your head about making a mistake that's and like whether you try to or not it's subconsciously there so like I, I, I don't understand practically what she was doing I mean, a lot of us weren't even at that press conference because we were at the mix zone after the game but uh, I wish more of us had been so you could kind of properly quiz her on what she was talking about Kathleen I'm interested you're just well, you were talking a bit about sort of sleepy Perth there right and like 76,000 at the opener against Australia the buzz the hype like full on Broadway right and there is a bit of a and I was mm. looking at some of the numbers that FIFA have put out about the the domestic audience for the game off the charts like it was very much centre of the universe at that time uh, it's a World Cup but there is a bit of an off Broadway feel about this and you're going to a ground is it 25,000 is it just over 20,000 at the game today yeah. uh, is there is there a bit of a I'm not saying it's come down it's a World Cup it's off the charts right in that regard but like it's not yeah. the glitz of the first game so is there something in that for the players to have to manage themselves almost I don't even know if it's so much that sorry people are just leaving now because the game is finished all off for a few points or something I imagine um, I think it's probably more actually the time between the games rather than how long uh, or how like in Perth today like I was chatting to Rihanna Jarrett earlier and she was saying she was at the team hotel this morning and that the team just want to play this game it's been such a long time 
since last week and like there was obviously massive build up to like you were saying and then the fact it's an eight o'clock kickoff as well he said that the players are just like let us just get out onto the pitch i think like for them because they were in brisbane and then over to perth it's fine oh sorry about that guys uh, sorry, Paul started coming in with semi off. And because it was in Brisbane first and then they came over to Perth, I think they've kind of had that time in the busier city. And I imagine the downtime hasn't been the worst thing in the world. Uh, I, like you walk around Perth and there's still like Irish jerseys to be seen. And probably for them, maybe a little bit more anonymity than they would have had in Sydney. You know, they're being stopped anytime they left their hotel in Sydney for autographs and stuff. So not necessarily a bad Thing, having a little bit of more chill time here before heading back to Brisbane. What's the um, Canadian outlook towards Ireland? Bev Priestman was saying yesterday, um, a lot of respect for Ireland, they work hard and all that, but she said, I hope our quality shines through. Uh, do they feel like Ireland aren't much of a footballing threat? Yeah, I think so. Like There was a bit of consternation yesterday after Bev Priestman's comments and she kind of rolled them back a bit when she was like, oh, Ireland are all passion and heart, but basically Canada are quality. Um, we had Carmelina Moscato on the Koi Gig podcast yesterday, which like all, all users can get wherever they normally get their podcasts. And she used to play for Canada, was in three World Cups, you know, won a CONCACAF title, Olympic bronze medal. And she was saying that this team was like really, really disappointed with that result against Nigeria. And because of all the ongoing stuff with their federation back home, they really, really want to get a result. Um, they've obviously targeted the likes of Katie McCabe, Denise O'Sullivan, and they think they're going to be able to nullify them. Um, and they're going to have Jesse Fleming back as well for this match, which is absolutely massive for them. Like It's the equivalent of us not having Katie or Denise for the first game and then coming back for the second game. So yeah, they're feeling quietly confident. One of the battles they were saying that they're looking forward to is Katie and Ashley Lawrence. Ashley Lawrence just signed for Chelsea before the World Cup and is a really, really good player. Normally plays on the opposite wing to Katie, but they reckon that Bev Priestman might switch her over to kind of take her out a little bit. Mm, Jesus, I'm I I've got the upside whetted now. It's uh it, it's a build up nicely. Uh, Kathleen, listen, <laughs> enjoy the game, and uh, no doubt people can can uh, keep up to date on, on the off the ball social channels and your own Twitter as well for updates. But uh, yeah, enjoy the build up and the match itself. OTB AM, the Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball.